Hello, fellow ink drinkers, and welcome back to the Blind Girls Book Talk. My name is Aria. And I'm Belle. And we are here to do our lovely podcast for you. And this is kind of more of a variety show of a bunch of different bookish topics. We both, of course, love to read and have for a very long time. Um, And so we are just here to kind of go over what we love about reading, what we wish we could change, bringing about different kind of bookish content, uh, different reviews. But today we are actually getting into one of our book theories. So this is kind of more of a a theory about um you it's know, more of a poem theory <laughs> well it's it's a poem theory but a, a literature theory as I, I call it um and pretty much we are going to today be talking about edgar Allan poe's the raven which if you have read our blog which is the blind girls book blog you have kind of heard some of our thoughts about it uh but we wanted to do an audio version of this because when we had kind of our our two-hour phone call oh, yeah. about this um we were kind of all over the place and we thought it was kind of amusing so we figured we would put it in kind of this this audio form for you guys so bell is going to kind of take it away so to to preface this i was originally taught the raven and i think like eighth grade my reading teacher taught it and it was fine and everything but she always said that the raven was real and that always seemed to bug me because it's a talking bird right yeah that doesn't lend itself to to reality and and if anybody knows me they know i'm an extremely logical person like uh, logic to a fault so that always bugged me and over the summer i took a course on gothic literature and, um, you know, we talked about Poe a little bit and everything. And so with that, I it was getting close to Halloween and I was like, oh, I have this book, Poems by Poe. I'm going to read a few. So I picked up The Raven. I started reading and then I'm like, OK, what if The Raven isn't actually real? What could be the explanation for it? And Aria just so happened to call me and I brought this up to her. <laughs> Yes, yes. And so then we had kind of, a, like I said, a very long phone call about what the raven could be, if the raven is real, what what it is. And so um, we we had kind of looked up a little bit online about what the, the prevailing theory is for if the raven is real or not. And a lot of people liked to go over dream theory, which I mean... To be that fair, was my first thought. Yeah, that that was Bell's thir- first thought. And to be honest, you know, it it works. You know, dream theory works. I'm not going to say that it, it's not all just a dream because the the way the poem goes, of course, if 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 you're familiar, is that you know he he talks about how you know it was very late one night. He was just getting ready to go to sleep when he heard you know tapping on. I think it was his door first. Yes. You know, and then that kind of starts everything, and eventually the raven flies in. So I mean, it, it is 100 possible that it could be a dream. However, there were kind of some theories that we 
we had talked about that we we kind of thought a lot more interesting. I, I feel like it could it, it could kind of change kind of how you look at the poem a little bit if you, if you entertain you know these these thoughts about it. And so the first one was that the uh, narrator suffers from uh, I think it was depression and more specifically psychotic depression. So of course, like for anybody who is aware of the poem, you know, he goes on about his his lost love. Uh, her her name was Lenore, I think. Yes. Lenore. Yeah. And so um, he kind of goes on and on about, you know, how how he lost her and how she's gone. And it's never really made clear on, you know, if she had passed away, if she just broke up with him, you know, it, it, it's never really stated. But if he had you know, kind of gone through this loss. And of course, like anybody who knows Poe's life, um, Edgar Allan Poe's life, it is just a lot. Like that that man went through so much in his life. And so because of that, I, I feel like if you are, especially kind of back in the day, because they never knew what any of mental health issues were, they never really cared about that sort of thing, would you say? It was never something that was talked about because, I mean, the brain was still being mapped out mapped out, and discovered. And, ooh, if I take out this part of this person's brain, what happens to them? Right, exactly. So we would, nowadays we know, like, of course, the depression is just, you know, of course, a, a very serious, you know, mental health problem. But, but, but back in the day, you know, you they didn't know and so everybody just kind of soldiered on through kind of all of their mm -hmm. their problems and i think you know sometimes just kind of keeping adding that kind of thing like to somebody who's already like mentally stressed out like that it could lead to something like you know a, a hallucination or something like you know a, a raven that is talking that nobody else can see <laughs> yeah. it, not saying that that is a typical symptom of people with you know just regular depression but if you're someone who has depression and then you're like you have insomnia you're not sleeping like you you could just from all of that stress on your brain you could hallucinate it and that hmm. i i could definitely see something like that yeah which was the first theory you came up with right and then we discussed the possibility of schizophrenia yes of the narrator having schizophrenia yes which there are many forms and it's a long-term mental disorder, but it's where there is a breakdown between thought, emotion, and behavior. So there are faulty perceptions of reality, which right. what if there was actual tapping on his door and window from, let's say, a tree if it was a windy night. He thought, of course, oh, it's it's knocking. So he opens his door, there's nobody there, then he opens his window, nothing's there, and in flies this bird that starts talking to him. Yeah, the, the schizophrenia theory is another one that I do find really interesting. Just because, again, they didn't know a lot about mental disorders, about mental health, about anything kind of dealing with the brain. They had no clue. So, I mean, just kind of looking at it through today's lens, that could be something that is very, very interesting. You know what I mean? To mm -hmm. discuss and to think about. Because again, he could very well have this disorder and nobody knows. And he's just like, yeah, there's this talking bird that, you know, it just, it came in one day and it's never left. <laughs> and it just, you know, sits there does not move 
but it just speaks. Yeah. One word. The same word over and over. Over and over. Yeah. Which uh, on the schizophrenia train, we then talked about paranoid schizophrenia because he's so unnerved by this bird. Right. Right. Exactly. And I mean, like, I have only met one person in real life who was paranoid schizophrenic. And this this person had a really bad break the, the one time. And this individual had come into where I had worked. And this individual had said that there was a snake that was eating a guinea pig that was in his car. And so he made one of my coworkers go out to his car to find this animal that was in his car. My coworker had said, you know, there's there's nothing there. And that's when he kind of knew, oh, I'm having like a really bad, you know, break from from reality at that point. And he had to, you know, go and get some help for that. But, you know, it, it is something that I could see definitely in the realm of possibility, mm-hmm. just speaking from what little experience I do have. And then we went into the idea of it being just sleep paralysis. Yes. So when it came to uh, sleep paralysis, just kind of the thought of a, of a talking raven made us think more about random sleep paralysis demons, which I know that it, it seems like a very far jump. But how did we how did we figure that one? I think that was more of your thought. Yeah, I, I just kind of jumped off the dream theory and I'm just like, what if it's sleep paralysis? <laughs> which I mean, it could be. I feel like in the poem, it isn't very clear if he's, I, I think he was walking around, but I don't know if he ever actually sat down. So, I mean, it could be that it, it is just kind of this sleep paralysis demon. The thing that I don't like about that theory myself is just that he makes a point of it to say that, like, the bird is still there. Like, the bird has never left. And so I feel like if it was truly something, like, sleep paralysis-wise, it would be something that would go away kind of when he, he wakes up. Yeah. But that is kind of a, a, another way to kind of think about it, for sure. That, uh, that to me seems plausible. Yeah. And then our last theory that you came up with was it being that the narrator is dead and it's just purgatory. Yes. So this was um, this was not a popular opinion when I had kind of looked it up online. This was just kind of one that, um, you know, I had happened to stumble across that, that he happened to just pass away, which for that one, I mean... It makes sense and it doesn't, right? Because, yeah, you know, it makes sense for why, like, the raven would never leave. It would make sense why, you know, he's just kind of feeling all of this sadness from, from being there. Not even, like, depression, but, like, just, you know, ha- how he misses his love. You know, it could be that he's separated from her and not the other way around. But, but however, like, it, it's... Whenever it's described, it's not described as, like, he's lost from her. It's, like, she's lost from him. Like, it's she who broke up with him or died. Right. And, you know, he's now without her because of right her, not because of him. There's also the whole how he talks about his chambers and, you know, everything else. And, I mean, granted... I can't say that Poe didn't write it as a form of purgatory because he very way could have. But, you know, it, it's not something that I would totally agree with just from how 
everything else is described within the poem. Right. Yeah. I, again, it's not one that I, I love in terms of theories. It's interesting to entertain just because, I mean, a guy who instead of going to sleep, he actually passes away. Um, and then his kind of form of, of afterlife is uh, just this bird that just says nevermore all the time. All, all the time. All it, the time. It, it's just kind of strange. Yeah, I, I mean, and like, if you look at different, especially nowadays, like retellings where they, they bring in something like hell, um, specifically, I'm thinking more along the lines of the, the show Lucifer. They talk about how hell is something that is something that we design ourselves, something from us. So I mean, like, I could see something like that for death theory. When thinking of it kind of that way, because if he is feeling, you know, all alone because uh, Lenore is gone and, and that's that's it, I can see that. But at the same time, it's not something that I 100% love. You know what I mean? In, in terms of a theory. Yeah. I, I, I think the any of like the depression or the schizophrenia hold more weight than the narrator being dead. Yeah, I, I agree. I all of those, I feel like, are the things that I enjoy the most, theory-wise. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like they make the most sense to me personally. But at the same time, I, I mean, again, it could just be all a dream. It, it really could. But, I mean, I just don't think that that's very satisfying when it comes to a theory. Definitely it being real is definitely not satisfying. It doesn't make sense for something like that. Also, like, if it is purgatory, like, some believe purgatory is a way of redemption. Right. Th there's nothing of that. It it it's just, what type of purgatory is it that you're just trapped with a bird? Right. Yeah, That I, I feel like it would be more of a version of hell, honestly, than a purgatory. Because if you're yeah. talking the Divine Comedies, like Dante's Inferno... Purgatorio or Purgatory. I'm sorry. I It's been a long time since I've even kind of looked or attempted to read those. And then uh, P uh, Paradiso. Purgatory, in Dante's case, you know, it was all about it's this mountain that, you know, you have to climb and you have to get through all the different layers of all the sins in order to be, you know, great for able to go to heaven. And in this case, I don't see that unless you're thinking of Purgatory as just kind of this this waiting room. Where like you're you're not bad enough to go to hell, but you're not good enough to go to heaven. But then why a bird? Like, yeah, I I get that. Like, oh, I'm just trapped in this room because I'm not evil enough to go to hell, but not great enough to go to heaven. Why a bird? The narrator just had something against birds. <laughs> I mean, you know? I'm afraid of birds, but still, like, if a bird, if I was in purgatory and a bird came into my room and just talked to me. I would be like, this is just my hell. Like, yeah. it, it would be straight up like, nope. Yeah, I, I mean, again, and, and maybe there is something to be said because, I mean, ravens can be um, like symbols of, you know, different sorts of things. I think it's ravens that are the ones that are symbols of, of death. Um, that was crows. Oh, it might be crows. I, I'm, I'm misspeaking. I am so sorry. I think you're misspeaking because isn't it? Uh, why is a raven like a writing desk? Well, that's that's the Lewis Carroll uh, version. Yeah, but um, then it's crows bring death. I thought that's what it was. 
I, I had to resort to Google because <laughs> I, I don't want to misspeak. Associated with loss and ill omen. It can also represent prophecy and insight. So, so not I guess, death. Well, not death. So crows are probably more death then. But they, they are definitely on the, the ill fate side of, of the spectrum. Well, then if we're going by that, could it be that the raven could be like one of the like the three ghosts in a christmas carol i mean it could be i mean i'm not gonna say no but at the same time it doesn't seem to be teaching a lesson no because yeah i i get that because it's just kind of like evermore yeah that's Unless really it's all like it says. you will forevermore be a cherry. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it could be. You you never really truly know, to be honest w- w- with you. But all in all, it, it is interesting to to look at these classic literatures with kind of a, a nowadays lens and and figure out you know try to to figure out what it could be, um, even though you don't. You're, you're never going to have an exact answer for it, but it, it is interesting to, you know, take a look at, at what it could possibly be, you know, and, and get some ideas from that. Well, that is about all the time that we have for today's episode. Um, we thank you, of course, for, for coming along with us as we, we talked about some of our theories around this, <laughs> around this poem. It, we would greatly appreciate it if you, you know, like, share, comment, review, all of those good things to, to kind of help the podcast to, to grow and to continue growing. We thank you for, for tuning in today for us. And then this t- next episode, we are going to be talking about a recent read review. Oh, recent reads. All right. Well, that is about all for us today. We thank you again, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.